You are listening to Unfiltered with D and G. On the headline is, should Father's Day be banned because it's, it's disrespectful to single mothers and same-sex couples? That's <laughs> they why they have Mother's Day. They want to ban Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so it only makes sense. Common sense tells me. Sure. I, I live my life through common sense. If you were to discover that your closest friend Uh-oh. was a heroin dealer, nice. what would you do? And now it's not even Merry Christmas. It's Happy Holidays. It's Happy Holidays. You're, you're, people are offended. Yeah. That's the reason I don't discount that there is a higher power out there, because where did we come from? Well, I came from my dad's penis. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back. You are listening to Unfiltered with DNG, as in Dan and George. I am George, and this is my co-host, Dan. Welcome to another episode, buddy. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Mm. Delish. That's a nice crown apple again. That's That seems to be one of my favorites these days. For no, sure. it's good. I think it's actually better than Jack Apple, but I don't know. I mean, I'm always going to love Jack, but I have to admit, crown apple is pretty damn good. It's good. Yeah, it's smooth. I want to start off with a joke. Well, it's not really a joke. It's a, it's a bet, kind okay. of. Okay, I want to make a bet with you. All you have to do is lie on every question. All right? Okay. I'm going to give you five questions. All you got to do is lie. Okay. All right? That's it. That's exciting. That's all you gotta do. It's gotta okay. be a lie. Yeah. You just gotta lie. Okay. okay. And there's a point to this. This. Uh, yeah. Okay. The point is like to, to see how hard it is to lie. Well, it's just to see if you can follow directions or if you can go get through it. Okay. I like it. So here we go. What is your age? My age is 45. What is the color of the sky? The color of the sky is green. What is your name? My name is Peter. Peter. Okay. How many is that? Three. Ah, <laughs> you got me. Once I said it, once I said it, you got me. That was a good. I did that. I, I, oh man, that was a good one. You can't follow shit. God damn. All right, got to drink up for that one. The second I said it, it I, I saw. I was like, oh, you got me. That was a good one, man. I know. Did you have a fifth question or not? No. It was just part of that. that was, was the just, end of that was the end of it. Yeah. God damn, that was a good one. I never heard that one before. Yeah. Well, you failed. I did miserably. So the last time we left off, last episode, we were doing 24 of the most powerful life lessons. And we got down to 10. So here's number 11. Great heroes are truly humble. Great heroes are truly humble. I'm going to say no. I disagree with that statement. I guess so. I mean, I mean, haven't there been leaders? Hitler. Was Hitler a leader? Was he humble? I don't know. I mean, what, you, was he a hero? It's a hero. Oh, a hero? Great heroes. Oh, are truly <laughs> what did I say? Great leaders. I thought you said. Yeah, I think you said great leaders. Oh, great. Oh, and, great. And then you heroes. went straight to Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I can't imagine I got being humble. But uh, yeah, great heroes. Heroes. Well, I, I, in my opinion, you have to determine what you feel as a hero. Are we talking about like Superman? Superman humble? Well, I mean, he wasn't he, Superman. A hero too. Is, I mean, a hero is like, I don't know, some, some guy who saved you in a fire. But I think it's an individual or, or kind maybe, of thing because he could be out there like, I'm the best, I'm the shit. I mean, it doesn't mean just because he saved you doesn't mean he's not out there bragging about what he did. I mean, it's kind of hard because do you personally right now in today's right now have a hero that you picture in your mind? A hero? See, that's what makes it hard. Like, would you, if I were to say Donald Trump's my hero, is he humble? <laughs> I think not. He doesn't have that personality. Yeah, uh, he flaunts it. <clears throat> he's yeah. got big hands, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I guess hard. that's the thing is you have to name all these great heroes. Maybe just not a hero in general might not be humble or truly humble, but 
maybe just a statement, great heroes are truly humbled. So to be a hero, you should be humbled. Well, like, well to be a great hero right. is it should, be, it should be, it should stand apart from just a regular hero. Wow. We have regular heroes and great heroes. Absolutely. Not all heroes wear capes, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I, I disagree with the statement. I, I think it's something that sounds like it, it should be like a it, hero should be humble. Absolutely. I think you, but, I think that's a good that's a good explanation. It's what it, it should be. Yeah. But I mean, will it or does it have to be? Well, Not it's like really, but billionaires should be philanthropists. But are right, they all right? I mean, if the statement was that great heroes should be humble. Of course, we would all agree. We would all agree. But right now, I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not liking that. <laughs> You're not statement. liking the. It's a the, statement. The statement of fact. Great hero, heroes are truly humble. But whose fact is this? Right, right. One right. man's fact is another man's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, look at the uh, Iron Man. Okay, he's not humble. He's not humble at all. Right, exactly. But he's he's kind of like he's a great hero in the comic book world, right? A great hero. Yeah, I guess so. I, I didn't read the comics. I've seen the movie, and and I, I do love his character. But it's I, I wouldn't say he's humbled. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's kind definitely of that, not humble. Yeah, but is he great? Do you think he's a great hero? Well, he saves the world. Sure. Okay. I mean, he, he does more for humanity than the average mm -hmm. you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry. So yeah, yeah there you go. Well, there's an explanation underneath that says most of us underrate the importance of humility. It is an important skill because it keeps you teachable regardless of how much you already know. Well, I love that statement. That's a, that's I mean, a good, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I like that, but I can't necessarily agree. All great heroes are humble. Yeah. So I'll agree. I'll agree with that. Yeah. So life lesson, thumbs down on that one. <laughs> so we, we could, what if, what if we just rewrite these to what we think it should be? Huh, what it should be. So, so basically we we're, we're rewriting it as great heroes should, should be, be humble. Yeah. Okay. And then I agree and thumbs up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. Number 12. Defeat isn't bitter if you're smart enough not to swallow it. Wow. That's uh -huh. a great fortune cookie. There. <laughs> uh, one, one more time. Defeat. Defeat isn't bitter if you're smart enough not to swallow it. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, I, a good, a, that's a nice tattoo. That's a nice, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, that, kinda, a nice, right? nice little sign over the door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. Sure. It says here on right underneath, at one time or another, we will experience failure. In fact, the more we are willing to risk, the more we will fail. The trick is to think of failure, not as the end, but as part of the process. Absolutely agree. So, yeah. And that makes it even better. It is. Makes so the statement better. Isn't better if you're smart enough not to swallow it. Kind of like when I beat you in chess. Oh, <laughs> what a beating I took. I don't even get this. I really don't understand. And the only thing I can explain is I drink more than you do. Well, yeah. I mean, that probably the plays only a little thing. factor. Where, yeah. We, we I mean, did, yeah. But you, you've actually upped your game. and uh, But you've defeated me just as much in the past oh, yeah. while you're drinking that's as well. true that's true so, I mean, that's true but that just shows you've improved sober and i've gotten <laughs> i've stayed the same drunk you know I, it's hard to improve your game if you're drinking but I, you know what i enjoy the process i enjoy hanging out and just i love the game of chess and uh you know to me it's a very social and and uh it, it, it i wouldn't say it gives anxiety but it's uh it's a stressful game yeah absolutely I, a little I stressful. Think it can get exciting if, yes. as long as you have the right a player opponent yes because it's, it's got to be evenly sometimes matched. i get not not a huge adrenaline rush but i get that excitement just about you know when i'm about to beat you or when yeah, i yeah. think when you I know think, how difficult it is absolutely and so that's the thrill yes, of it. yes and that's the only reason i do get a rush is right. because i know it's difficult right yeah. exactly right. but you know what's the best part of chess is when you know you have me in two moves let's say yeah. and you just don't want me to move a piece <laughs> but i'm you know what i'm saying yeah, and then yeah. once i move it i can almost sense like or feel ah oh, that sigh and you know you don't yeah. say it but right, i know it right, you know right. i'm like because i've been watching i know what you're trying to do <laughs> and then i move it and go ah, 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 you know what i'm saying and so it's so much fun but then there are times where uh you got me on 
on a, a game where I didn't see it. And that I yeah. thought I was pretty impressed with that move because I just didn't see it. That's yeah. one. Uh, you did something with the queen and my king was out in the open. And I knew uh, I, I was hurting, but I didn't see the checkmate in that move. Mm. That, was a, that was a good move. So yeah. great games, man. I just I love the game. Yeah, absolutely. So. Good game to teach your kids, people. Absolutely. And if not, we'll find someone who can tutor him. <laughs> just email us. Sure. Dan here is a certified chess coach. Tutor. Tutor coach. Yeah. All I'll right. whip your kids into shape. <laughs> Number 13. Your thoughts are powerful. Make them positive. Completely agree. I mean, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Self, I mean, you know, it, there's this thing called self-talk or your, the voice in your head. Yeah. The majority of it is usually negative. Mine anyway is. Well, I think like in anything, you have two choices in life. You can be positive or you can be negative. And in the end, we're all going to, you know, die. So literally, <laughs> that's, no, but, that's negative, right? <laughs> I guess you can, but you can live a lifetime of positivity and you can live a lifetime of negativity. Right. Either way, I mean, the end result is there. And, so. and your life would be a lot better if you're positive. And if you don't create complex things in your own life. I mean, most people create their own bullshit. Right. I mean, well, they create their own stress. They in their, create in their, their own head. stress, but right. they create it and then they stress about it, which in turn almost uh, amplifies the stress you have. Right. Because now you have to think about it. And I do think, you know, if you simplify your own life and then think positively, maybe better things happen, but it's not like the, you know, what you send out into the world comes back kind of thing, like karma. Or anything. Right, right. I just think you're dealing with less shit. So more positive things will happen. Sure. And then it's one of those things where you got to think about it. It is stressful. Stressing over it really going to help at the end result or, nothing. or you know what I mean? Like once the point in life where that event that you think is going to be stressful gets there, that whole time you were stressing and it doesn't really happen, you know, nothing really happens. Now you stress for nothing. Well, stress doesn't do anything to improve the situation. It only right. actually destroys your own well-being, really. From the you time, yeah. From just I mean, you can't sleep, you don't eat the, right, you're right. not exercising, you're probably doing things you shouldn't be doing. Well, and then I think stressing and concern are two different things. Hmm. Like, let's say you have an appointment later or a doctor's appointment. And instead of stressing what's going to happen at that doctor's appointment, your concern is, am I going to um, be late? Well, I have a real life uh, situation in a sense. Uh, I recently bought a new truck, beautiful truck, right? Mm -hmm. It's got less than 300 miles to date. And my check engine light came on. Mm. And I'm stressed. Mm -hmm. For what purpose? It's under warranty. Right. Why should I stress? I right. should just go back. I know it's an inconvenience, right. but I was really stressed today mm -hmm. because I was, I was, I think frustration turned into stress because I was so pissed because I turned in a, you know, I traded in my vehicle that I loved because right. it had a check engine light kind of thing. And then I, I get a new truck yeah. and it's the same problem. Right, it's right. like, Jesus Christ. So the anxiety, the stress, but it's under warranty. It's going sure. to get corrected for, you know, it's probably a sensor because these new, the new uh, vehicles, it's all computers and, yeah. you know, chips and sensors and, but it's going to get resolved. So why stress about it? Sure. But yet that's the type of individual I am. Yeah. 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 But I want to think more positive, you know? Right. Right. Well, again, I think that goes along with what I said. There's a difference between being stressed and being concerned. Right. So I think. You know, in the back of your head, you want to slightly be concerned because you want to know maybe what it is. Right. And just like what you did, you looked it up. Oh, it's just this. Yeah. So but I, even if the engine was going to fall out, it's under warranty. It's going to cost me nothing. There you go. Except a little uh, you know, frustration, inconvenience, right. stuff like that. But I forgot what the question was. Okay. Not the question, but the statement of uh, your thoughts are powerful. Lesson. Your thoughts are powerful. Make them positive. Yes. Yes, I do agree. And I also think people uh, see that positivity and it's more attractive. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I find myself complaining a lot of times to people that I shouldn't complain to, but that's like your inner circle. But then you become a complainer. You're yeah. like, God damn, I got to listen to this again. Right. And I try not to be like that. But at the same time, you know, it's you can vent. I think it's health, healthy to vent, but I think all venting is negative. 
Yeah. Nobody vents positive. Right, right. It's like, right. oh, my dick is so big. You see, no one does that. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm trying to say, yeah, though? Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, who vents about positive things? Right, right. And I think it's healthy to vent, though. As long as it's venting and not... Complaining. Complaining. Right. Yeah. And that's like, I, I think I think the, the venting is, oh, my God, let me tell you my, my day. This happened, this happened, this happened, as opposed to... Yeah, but I hate, yeah, this, yeah, guy, this, this guy, guy yeah. did this, the fucking idiot. This guy did that and fucking idiot. Like, there's no... It's almost as if there's no point or constructive yeah, conversation right, between right. you two. It's just complaining as yeah. opposed to this is what this guy did. But you know what? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, what do you think, you know, maybe, 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 uh, maybe feedback from your yeah, but person. You know, it's funny in the work world uh, when someone comes into the office or anybody has a concern. And I always say, is this a complaint or is this event? Because I handle it differently. <laughs> okay. If event. I'll sit and listen. Nothing's going to come of it. Uh, you know, if yeah. it's a complaint. I want it in writing. So I know they're not going to take back and say, I didn't say that. And then it'll be handled differently because complaints get addressed. Vents I listen to. Oh, interesting. Because I think people need to get it off their chest yeah, yeah. if they have an issue. It's like, all right, let's vent. What do we, you know, hey, I agree. Yeah, a complaint should be handled differently. And and that's why I think even in, in friendships, uh, uh, close circles of friends, family, uh, you know, complaining really, you know, in that w- different world, nothing's going to change. So, you know, event might be healthy, but don't complain so much, I think. Yeah. That's why I look at it. But, well, yeah, but no, it's hard, you know. No one. Uh, what's that saying? I can complain, but who would care? Who would care? Or uh, yeah, something That's like such a turnoff. There's though. something. There's something. There's I a complain, saying with but who would care? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot, but generally speaking, like the Karens of the world, you know, they go and they complain, they make a big scene, they're embarrassing themselves. Yeah, the people behind, I think, you're just making fun of them. Or if they complain and they don't the want top. anything, they don't care about anything getting done. They, they just, just want, want their complain. voice heard. They just want to complain. Yeah, but I think you know, if you complain, you want. A result that comes after it instead of just complaining and then leaving well that's you my just want to use now you're just being a dick and i almost want to say that to a customer and say are we venting or are we complaining <laughs> that's good you yeah know, if you want to complain let's write a statement and i'll address right. it uh, the proper way if, if you're just yelling at me to vent hey but let me know ahead of time because <laughs> i'm just going to sit here and take your abuse and nothing's going to come of it right. you know because nothing's really going to get resolved if you're yelling like a jackass yeah you know now you know what i'm saying though yeah, yeah. and i do think there's sure. a big difference that's a good one are you, <laughs> are you, <laughs> well, are you complaining you vent <laughs> but I do that with employees. Yeah. I really do do that because it's a, it's a different process. And if they want a, a result, a vent is not going to really necessarily, they're going to feel better for getting it off their chest. Sure. But if you have it like a true complaint, I like it in writing. That's yeah. my style. And then when it gets up the, you know, the chain of command in a sense, which yeah. is still me, but it's that process that they can't say, I never said that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, do you want to correct it or not? And it's not, it doesn't mean someone's getting fired or this. Yeah. It's just a, a talk, but but you can't take back what you said. Right. And events is differently. It's like we're blowing off steam. That's all it is. Mm. We all have bad days and you want to blow it off. I mean, that's why we started this podcast, probably. Yeah, I think Let's so. Let's blow off some steam. Let's talk shit. Yeah, Let's, absolutely. You know, let, talk about whatever. Get it off our chest. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's yeah. what I think. That's good. Yeah. it's a good one. Like I said earlier, there's a difference between stressing and, and concern. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you needed to pick someone up and you're like stressing because you don't know how they're going to get picked up. I think it's okay to be concerned how they're going to be picked up. And so now you're kind of analyzing, trying to get solutions sure. to how you're going to pick them up instead of just stressing. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Who am I going to call? Right. Well, calm down and just, okay, so I can't do it. Well, maybe this person can. Maybe they can get a ride. Right. So now you're thinking through instead of just... Panicking, know, panicking and yeah. stressing yeah but it's funny how so many people analyze they don't analyze they don't think with common sense they don't have good judgment they just freak out right and then they you know so i think that's stress handle it differently yeah, but yeah it's definitely stress as opposed to concern and yeah. i don't think concern is bad look how many people in this other country are on pills for anxiety right i mean we all have anxiety but to what level 
it would, depression. I think like therapy is better than a pill probably because now they can work, you know, maybe they can be taught how to work it out. I mean, well, I, I know there's some medical issues sometimes like there's, there's, there's absolutely. very like it's something in your brain that's chemically wrong yeah, and, and there's, that's different. Sure. And, and medication does help, I believe. Like someone who can possibly go on a shooting spree. Right, right. Yeah, they need to be medicated. Oh, I don't know if counseling is even going to help them. Uh, I mean, maybe both. I right. Both. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and get a girlfriend, you loser. Well, <laughs> you know, think about it. Right. It, it, every one of these guys is single who goes on a shooting spree. I, I want to see the stats on that. It's true. They How never, they because ne I, I follow up on this. They never go get a blowjob <laughs> the morning of it, a mass shooting. They never do. They never go get, you know, sex the night before and then go uh, on a shooting spree, hmm. you know, because they're, they're chill. They're in chill mode. They go, hey, I want to get this tomorrow night. I don't want to be in prison. <laughs> I don't want to kill myself. All right. If well, you had it, if you had a gorgeous the, 10, there's, would you go on a shooting spree? Well, if first, she says, be back here by five tonight. I think so. I think. That's the problem to begin with. Maybe they can't get a, they can't absolutely get a relationship to absolutely. begin with. And that's why they're upset. That's well, why they're negative. That's why they go on a shooting. Well, it's spree. not as easy for it's not. They're not. They're not you. They can get a girl in time. They can. They just need they, they need to sign <laughs> think, up on the I think that's why school for scoundrels. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a new dating app? <laughs> bing, 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 bing. We got a we got a nice one there. That's, that's sweeties, a good sweeties for scoundrels. I like that. Man. It's a new dating app. Ah. Someone invented for these people. That's school for scoundrels. All right. The word number 15, the word impossible contains its opposite. I'm possible. <laughs> See, clearly the nerd wrote this. Uh, no, that, that's a silly one. But yeah, you're possible. We're all possible to do everything. Right, yeah. What what impossible may be matter of a limited point of view. Allow no limiting beliefs to restrict your outlook on life. Oh, I'll give you that. I mean, you should never go through life and saying that's impossible. It's it's get you know, that's an excuse not to try. That's basically what it is. If you go and say it's impossible, you don't try. Yeah. But if you're saying with effort and and uh, you know kind of tenacity and just just keep at it, just keep doing it. Yeah. You know, you'll make the impossible possible. But it depends. I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but there are some people that clearly don't have what it takes, but they're going to be an astronaut. And it's like, you, you know, you can't shovel shit right. They're not yeah. going to, you know, but you you wouldn't want to put them down. It's like if you keep at it, maybe someday yeah. they can yeah, be yeah. an astronaut. I, I mean, I wouldn't put money on it, but you don't want to shit on their dreams either. Right, right. But I do believe you can basically accomplish anything that you put your mind to. I mean, that's why, you know, they say most people don't achieve their goals because they, uh, the, the, the shit from friends and family that they get, they, they, they're deterred, yeah, yeah. you know, by that, you know, if I have a million dollar idea, I probably told you many in the past and you're like, mm, all right. And then, but you're, you're smart enough to say, that's a great fucking idea. But then you look it up and go, it's been done. Right. And I go, how did I dream of this? I, I, I you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, oh, I've had great ideas. And, and you're just like, how is it not there yet? I, the internet, you can find out right away. Right. I think almost anything's already done. There's already the, the only ideas left are kind of modifications of uh, current ideas already. But I think in the beginning of history, I mean, people just took what was already there and, and kind of changed it a little bit. Sure. And that's how we, you know, the evolutionary process is that there's always something. I mean, the people, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos and, and all Elon Musk, they're going to space. Do they have any technology from the six, you know, from 1969 or whenever we actually went right, up right. to space? I mean, maybe they, you know, they got with NASA and they already took certain elements of sure. what was already created. Right. You know, I mean, I'm sure they did. Or think about the car. 
you know, what, what was it? The T Ford, yeah, sure. uh, the, the first car. And then I bet every car from this day since then has mm-hmm. stolen ideas or basically you know, just an improvement, improvement. Of, of other of past ideas. That's it. Yeah. I, I truly believe in that. And that's why, I mean, you, you can look online, I get plastered with a lot of cool ideas that I, you know, you see the advertisements right. and I'm like, it's really just an improvement of something that I've already seen. Right. Very rarely do you see something so new. And I've seen a few things that I'm like, wow, how is this not like changing the world? <laughs> you know, you ever see that one device? It's a tool and it, it, it just slides into like a, like on a wall that has weird like uh, uh, angles and stuff. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then you can like cut the wood right, right, to right. fit that perfect angle. Right. I love that. I have one of those. That's, it, does I've, it work good? I've never used it. <laughs> <laughs> but of never, course. But wasn't it cool? It, absolutely. That's why I got it. But like but, just this looking at the video, right, right, like, right. how is this not changing but, the world? But the thing is, I don't do construction. I think, oh, you, you know, maybe someone in construction maybe might use it all the time. What about a tile? Someone who does tile so work. Someone does tile. That's possible. I yeah. mean, you know, absolutely. Just, when I saw that, I was, I was uh, like mesmerized. Right. Like, wow. Right, right. This is a game changer. And I don't build anything. The thing is, so yes, impressed, though. That, that device does seem to make it easier, but there are ways, and I'll show you some videos, of how people did it in the past. Was it with paper and they just kind of well, like... No, it's trim? just, it's so simple. They do one side and they measure... Uh, one a piece, and a piece, side. and then they like turn it around somehow, upside down. They measure it the other side, and then suddenly it's the exact shape. Mm, it's, it's, okay, it's actually but, interesting. But the device you bought, I mean, it does seem like you just slide it you in, slide it it in. Because, and then you do the outline, and That's then it. you use your little jigsaw, right. whatever you use, your and table it's perfect saw. Perfect fit, yeah. The, and you've never even attempted to use it. I, I've never, never needed that because I don't do that type of work. Yeah, more right, often. But, I mean, but, I mean, but it is a device that if you use it, it does work. Right, as right. opposed to half the shit that I talk about. Yeah, I bought it, so and it still doesn't work. Right, right, right. So I, I did actually. Use it once, and it was kind of for that, and it helped a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it was worth it. I think. I I think it's just an awesome uh, idea tool. Yeah, 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 but I've never seen like. But is that an improvement on an existing or a yeah, it's, past it's, tool? Well, it might not be a past tool, but it's an improvement of the existing way of measuring something. Yeah. Uh, well, that's crazy. I'm just saying that to me that, that I've never seen anything like that before. And I was like, wow, it's yeah. like a new invention to me, but, but you get it. You know what that's I'm saying? True. I remember the, uh, the, the saying now, if, if anything's possible, why do we need the word impossible? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. Number 16. Preparation is a stepping stone to success. Define preparation. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you prepare yourself, uh, I, I think uh, having a plan and, and, and per, you know, preparation is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's how you uh, achieve anything. Yeah. I, I'm always about having, you got to have a plan. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. It's about having a plan and then you prepare for that plan, you know, and then you execute it. You uh, adapt to the changes and, yeah. you know, reevaluate where you went wrong and right. you got to have a goal of time and mm-hmm. you're going to succeed on anything. That's all preparation. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. The more you prepare the luckier you get. Right. And I love that too. That's a great line. Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to drink to that one too. There Cheers. Go. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Any reason to have a cocktail, um, but that's absolutely true. Your greatest success. And it's, I do I, like that quote, you know, you can't lose if you never give up. <laughs> well, yeah, only, okay. only losers walk away from the table. <laughs> Winners stay. Uh, okay, sure. I got a whole new system. Oh, anyway, we'll continue that we'll one continue on the next one. one. Dan's, th- Dan, Dan's thinking of roulette again. Yeah, yeah, I got the bug in me again. Um, we're we got a new we system. Were, oh my god, we 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 should. Never mind. All right. We're going to stay away from gambling and roulette on these podcasts. Yeah, until the next one. Until the. Ne- <laughs> uh, I had something to say about preparation is a stepping stone to success. Oh, uh, so 
I, I think that's the majority of why people fear speaking in public is they're be- because prepared. they're not prepared. Absolutely agree. I think if everyone prepares the night before or even the whole week prior to when they're about to present something, if they're prepared, I bet you the stress level of being up there in front of people is just goes away. I think number one, you have to actually understand what you're saying. Absolutely. And you have to be able to answer questions and you have to be confident in the, your ability and the, your education of the topic. Subject, right? Yeah, the subject. You have to know what you're talking about Absolutely. so you can answer questions. Uh, but even if you're not taking questions, the more prepared you are the easier it is and and that's it and that's why the best uh comedians they have a script so they, yes. they they memorize it they they you know they, they do it hundreds of times i'm Absolutely. sure in their privacy of their own home they write things down they write it they whatever little, their uh I, I, tactics are whatever right. they do to remember it but right. the thing is they're confident in their in their you know the timing the mm-hmm. the jokes the, the they don't just go up there and wing it right right you know and there are there are a few but very few that do wing it they just have a talent. They just have that right. talent. That's and less than 1%. Yes, absolutely. It's very rare. I but doubt anybody that did a HBO special or a Netflix special absolutely. went up there and winged it. Right, right, right. They have a, they have a routine. They, they did it. Right. It's they a routine. had a routine before. But yeah. also, the ones that do wing it later on in life, they probably had so much practice prior to that. Right. And the practice that they did, they prepared for those. Right. Until they got comfortable and until they had enough content in their brain from all these things they did that they can just recycle certain. That's what they do. You know exactly. I mean? But uh, there's, there's this one guy, I don't remember his name, but sometimes he'll just, he'll do his bit, which I'm sure he prepared for. And he, he just goes around the room asking people's names and what they did for a living. And then he just goes off of that and he starts telling jokes and right. he starts making fun of them or he makes fun of uh, whatever they're saying. Um, but that's his routine. That's his routine. Yeah, that's his gimmick. Right, right. You know, he does it everywhere he goes and he has the same jokes, whether you're a fireman or a cop, he's got a city little joke in there sure, or sure. Uh, whatever, you right. know, or, about or a variation or, of it. A variation. Right. Of it. Exactly. But, but that's his routine. That's yeah. his uh, gift in a sense of, you know, his comedy. Right. You know, and I, and I love that, but they're well prepared. And Absolutely. you, you want to know who suck? The, the comedians who aren't prepared. Yeah, yeah. Ah, what, what should I talk about? I don't know. You tell me, motherfucker. <laughs> right. The ones, the ones that didn't write their jokes down. Or remember them. And, and yeah. they don't. They, they didn't practice. They didn't practice. And while they're saying the joke, even if they like mess up on a word and they, they try to go back, it, it just it screws up the whole doesn't work. flow of things. But because the timing. The timing you know, is, ha- is a, yeah. it has to be there. But they're, you know, they, I understand they're working out their routine and that's cool, but they do that. So eventually they nail it and right. they know how to do it. Right. You know, but the best comedians, they do their bits, you know, for years, yes. you know, and then they, they, they mastered it. And then some of them even go out to just a rinky dink comedy club to practice what they just practiced to see if it's going to go over to a actual crowd. They might think it's funny, but then if they, you know, they actually go to yeah. a comedy club. So, and, and I think big comedians do these before they actually go and do a huge concert. Absolutely. They're working out there and, and they can only work it out in front of a live audience Absolutely. because you can tell a joke to yourself in a mirror. Right. It doesn't mean it's funny. Right. Right. <laughs> you right. Have to because, test it. right exactly. And then when they're testing it, they're getting their timing done there. Right. But most of them, the, the top line, you know, I think headliners, they, you know, they have so much experience that, you know, if, if it's a silent room, they, they know how to recover quickly. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. To where you and I, if we were up there without any material, without any preparation, we're not going to succeed. No, we're going to fail. We're going to stumble through it. You know what I mean? There's a difference. I've always wanted to do a stand up bit. And I, I think it'd be great. And I, I have a lot of jokes on my phone that I've written. Nice. Just every once in a while, I'll think of one. I'll, I'll write it down. I do something but I have to. I have to put it into a storyline kind of thing mm-hmm. so that I have my bit. Right. You know what I mean? From I, start to finish. And even if I get interrupted, I can 
I know exactly when to recover and how to recover because I have memorized this bit front to back. You mastered your bit. Right. Absolutely. And and for me to practice the same thing. Yeah. For me to practice out loud on my own at my own house. You know what I mean? I I even want to just film myself. So that I can YouTube. Well, no, just film myself so I can review it later to myself. It's gotta be hard to see. Oh, I hate, I hate, first of all, I hate listening to myself. I hate looking at watching myself, but I think this is what you have to, well, this is what I think you have to do for you to improve certain things. It's like, oh my God, look, I'm doing this little thing with my hand. That's distracting. It's just things like that. I think, I agree. I think those things are important. I've hosted a ton of meetings, uh, mostly, you know, for employees. So it's a different kind of, uh, event. They can't laugh at me. They'd be fired, right? So it's easier for me. But I also, I go weeks creating an agenda. Yeah. You know, I have my notes. So it's easy for public speaking. Mm-hmm. And that's that preparation. There you go. You know, when it comes to that, I mean, I'm not telling jokes. I'm, not, I'm just going over policies. But you ask questions and they all look at you like, you know, a deer looking in, in the headlights. You know, they just little, yeah. like they don't want to be there. And I know they don't want to be there. But yet it's early in the morning. We have to do it, you know, f- from time to time. But I know uh, from seeing other managers over the course of my 34 years, I know the managers that didn't prepare. <laughs> you know what I, not to do. No, but I know the ones yeah. that didn't prepare. Right. Because they, they look they, like shit. Hmm, and they're like, huh, I don't know. You know, like yeah. they don't have notes. They don't know what they're talking about. It's it's so bad. Yeah. And I don't, I, I learned Their from there. Their topic is all over the place. One, right. One topic to another. It doesn't even flow. But I right. became better because I didn't want to be like them. Absolutely. So that's why I prepare harder. But when I was in high school, even probably college, and I had, you know, you had to do like a something in front of the class, I didn't always prepare the best. Yeah. And I, you know, that's probably why I think a lot of people have stage fright or they're f- afraid to talk in public because growing up, we didn't prepare the right way. Mm-hmm. And when you become an adult, I think at that stage, you really kind of know what to do to b- succeed. And that's yes. all I'm saying. And it's I, like and, it's preparation. And some people don't know that. And I think they don't realize that if you do prepare, I think you're going to be okay. You'll you'll be okay. You'll succeed. But yeah. I mean, uh, you'll have a better success rate than if you don't prepare. Right. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. But I, I agree. That's a good one. But I mean, pre- preparation on anything, but especially public speaking. Absolutely. Number 17, you are constantly creating your own reality. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, that's, that's almost a given, but I guess it has to be right. kind of said because you are in control. You know are you I mean? true? Well, I, all right. I mean, you are in control. You're constantly your creating your own reality. You are in control of your life to a point. But if you went to the store right now to buy a lotto ticket and a drunk driver hits you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not really in control of everything. Well, okay. Well, I, I think that's a different take on it. Like a, that's a different side yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, but in your own here, world. Yeah. Well, it says here, your reality is built out of your thoughts. So remember how much power you have, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. So I'm Superman. I'm going to live like Superman. I'm going to create that world. And well, I, I almost feel like if you, if, <laughs> if you do that and I'll you think you're Superman, Superman your, your reality, it doesn't matter if it's well, someone else's reality. They that, lock people up for that because you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not hurting anyone, your reality is your Superman. Can you imagine if you dress as Superman, you kind of look like Clark Kent or uh, Christopher Reeves, let's say, because to me, that's Superman. Yeah. And you just wore the Superman costume everywhere and you just walked the streets. Like in LA. There's a documentary. Those, yeah. 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 I showed you that documentary. Was it called yeah. Finding Superman? Or was it? No. It had to do with the characters though, right? On yeah, the street. Yeah, absolutely. They're homeless people uh, or kind people, of. Right. Yeah. But people uh, posing as, uh, as heroes, right. superheroes. And they take photographs 
with sure. uh, tourists over at the Hollywood, uh, yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard right. And most tourists love it because yeah. it's fun. But these people do it for tips. It's right. just tips, a dollar, two, five, whatever. That's how they make their, That's their, they make living. their living. Right. And so people are accustomed to, to tipping them because they everyone kind of understands that that's how they make their living and people get kicks out of it and some of these superheroes look pretty good some look really bad like wow like what they created it like they didn't buy a costume they just kind of made it out of cardboard or something pathetic but uh, i do uh I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some of those people make a hell of a lot of money because they're out there all day long, every day. Maybe some learn to just do the weekends or the summer business. But yeah, maybe I mean, they I don't have think to be they, a little mental. I don't, I don't think they have. They make a hell of a lot of money. I think. They well, make, what would you what would you say is the low end? The low end. I mean, that documentary we what we watched. I, um, I don't remember what they were making. Well, this guy's. You know, he's. But I, I think partially they do have some kind of mental issue. Absolutely need but, to be. Uh, You're in your underoos out there. Yeah, basically. But these people were, you know, they didn't have a nice place to live. They, well, they're street people. I mean, well, in they, a they sense. Had, these, guys, these guys had a place to live. Yeah, these guys some lived, have apartments some, and yeah, stuff. Most they, have they, apartments. They, yeah. they bunk, they have roommates. But I mean, they're, you know, they don't have much. They're, in fact, their uniforms sometimes are, are dirty or right. some of them are kind of like a stepping stone, like the, the documentary. I don't even remember the documentary's it's name. 20 years at least. But uh, it's basically a documentary of these of three of these people the documentary follows three of these people and they go out there try to make money by yeah, being hustling. this certain superhero and they that's you know, it, it follows the, the whole show follows them but it was and, interesting yeah absolutely interesting there's this guy that was superman and he actually looked like clark kent he actually looked like christopher reeves yeah he did look yeah good. i remember just a very skinny version yeah but because he looked like christopher reeves, he capitalized on it yeah and he uh you know basically like you said he wore the superman uniform all the time yeah, he, he and, was but, that persona but, but he was that persona yeah. and that's that of course that was his living but uh wonder what he's doing now I he's probably still doing, doing it. it. He probably is still doing probably it. Probably still doing it. I bet you he got. But I bet little, he made some money though. I bet you he made a little more money when that documentary came out because yeah, then people, people are like, "Oh yeah," but, but he actually does look like Christopher Reeves. So, so I'm he sure he worked made, out a little bit. Yeah, this guy was really skinny because he wasn't eating. He broke. <laughs> well, because he was broke, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, what do you think a guy like that? On a, on a street now, now maybe it's drugs that he spends his money no, on. I don't think maybe. he was a druggie. Okay, but let's just say what do what do you think? Because I'm thinking 200 a day minimum. Now, where they're living is the I most expensive so. place in the States almost. Right, right. So, wherever they're living, it's probably a lot of rent. Right. But, you know, they, you know, I, I just think 200 a day for that and where the, there's a high traffic of tourism, people are going to pay dollar, dollar. I mean, Maybe. you're out there eight hours a day. Yeah, that's true. You know, a few bucks every couple of minutes. Well, but it's not busy every day. Well, that's true. So, uh, you might maybe I mean, get, I'm, I'm saying let's on the say, average. Let's say at the most, you get like 400 on the weekend, on right. one on one and, day on the weekend. 50 bucks on, a, 50 on bucks. a Tuesday. Right, exactly. But I think it would balance out to like 200 a day. Sure, maybe. 150 maybe. a day. Maybe. But if, that's a good living tax-free. If you're good. If you are, right. if people want constantly to take pictures with you right you have to be a, a top seller in a sense Absolutely. i mean there are people that i saw if i remember on that video that they, they weren't really even a superhero they were just dressed like and they look stupid right right no one's taking pictures with them no. i mean they're they're kind of giving you a dollar because well, of sympathy the, or get away from me those are the ones that fall off the, the map yeah of, of well they drug that, overdose and they <laughs> right that too, yeah. and then a few of them are just I'm laughing um, at that i apologize <laughs> as i laugh during my apology <laughs> As I, as I recognize my laugh on my apology, I'm still laughing. So that's not really an apology, is it? I guess not. So uh, th- some of these are, are struggling actors too. I, I, yeah, that, they're that trying was, to break yeah, the role. That was one of the uh, the people that were being followed on that documentary. He was always applying for these auditions and all that. And but well, anyway, it's very interesting. Huh? I'll, I'll I'll pull it up later and I'll I'll mention what that documentary is. And it's a very it's gotta be twenty years it's old. It's a very though, right? humbling documentary because th- this is how some people live, and it's like. It, it makes you, well, it made me 
uh, appreciate how my life was. Yeah, absolutely. What's next? Next one is number 18. You are in control of your own heaven or hell. You're in charge of your own heaven. You're in control. You're in control, control. of your own heaven or hell. I'll, I'll give you that. That most people, because we have free will, you can you can choose what path you want to go on. So yeah, I would have to say that that is correct. I agree. And, and not even that, just in everyday life, you're in control of your heaven or hell. Like, let's say you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I got to go to work or you can make it a positive tra- traffic is going to suck. And, and it's like, it's hell between the whole day because now you're at work. Oh, I fucking hate work. But you got to be there anyway. Right. So that's exactly you, you know what right. I mean. Absolutely. Um, so you can either just like the other statement prior to these stay positive. You can, you can always be positive or, or negative. Right. Either way so you're living this life. E- either way you're going to have to wake up and go to work. So right. there's this one guy on YouTube. I think it was one of the Ted talks. I love Ted talks. I don't sure. know if you've listened to some of them, but this guy was saying, uh, you can just change a few words instead of, I have to go to work to, I get to go to work. Right. I get to go to work. I get to have a car to drive to work. I get to help these right. people as opposed to, I have to work for these people. You know what I mean? Right. It's just that one word I get to. It's, yeah. it's almost it's uh, a privilege. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of a, a forced kind of like right. I'm a slave. Right. I have the privilege of having a job. Right. You know, they, yeah. It's like that's where, that's, yeah. what, that's what humbles people. Or uh, you know, I'm happy to have a vehicle that runs as opposed to. You there know, you go. Exactly. Or remember those memes like uh, the guy with the shitty shoes is bitching until he sees the guy with no feet. Right. Kind of attitude. Or, or with no shoes. Or no shoes. And then the guy with no shoes is bitching. Bitching. And the guy next to him has no feet. No feet. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, it's very true. I mean, we can't complain. Right. It's pretty hard to complain. Absolutely. But yet that check engine lights on. So I'm going to go shoot up a fucking dealership. You know what I mean? But you see what I'm saying? Like, so we forget, we forget how good we have it. Yes. Because roof and food absolutely. and good health. It's, Even though when we have, you know, health issues is we still right. have generally good health. You get decent, you get desensitized. Yes. Your tolerance builds up. Right. Because nothing really bad has happened to you. Right. It's kind of like drinking. You have one drink and you feel tipsy, but then throughout the course of time, you keep having these drinks and you build, you build your tolerance. Right. It's the same thing. You, you walk into your house. First, you walk into your brand new house. And so you're like amazed, like, oh my God, this yeah. is a brand new house. This is great. I love it. And uh, two years down the line, this fucking house, yes. I have to do this, I have to do that. Right. Or, but, but you have a house right. as opposed to someone who doesn't have a house. Right. Now you forgot what it's like what it's like when when you didn't have a house before and that's why you know uh these celebrity cocksuckers i think they forgot <laughs> i mean what it's like man when they were trying every, before they became famous i yes. think they forgot well it's absolutely like you snooty bastard just because i want a photo with you yes. or uh your autograph but i get where they're at yeah. like everyone's doing it but right. still man be humble well of course i mean that's that's ever tell you that story of samuel jackson <laughs> yes we take a picture with me <laughs> racist uh, bastard uh, yeah well yeah uh, maybe he is his own issues all right, number in nineteen, envy consumes itself. Envy consumes itself. Yeah, I'm trying to just analyze that in my head. Envy consumes itself. I don't understand that. That uh, it says, and if you give it a foothold in your life, it will take you with it. So envy is yeah, to be envious of others is just silly and stupid. But so it just I don't judge myself based on what others. I mean, do we become envious when you know? I don't know. I mean, maybe I haven't experienced it to that level. Somebody gets a promotion, somebody, but it does, it's never affected my life or in a positive or negative. I never worked harder because someone had 
uh, something great happened to them. I didn't work mm-hmm. harder and I didn't, uh, I didn't feel anything but happiness for them. But yet do you, I sometimes reevaluate my own life at times. I've done that throughout the years where you feel like, wow, am I making the right choices? But it didn't really change anything. You just, you know, for myself, I would maybe question if I'm on the right path. But is that envy or just like a wake up call? I'm not sure. So I'm trying to think of a scenario. Let's say both your neighbors on both sides of you have amazing houses and they have amazing cars. Yeah. And they have amazing wives. <laughs> I'm just lonely. And then you're filthy. He, no, and you're here. Yeah. With just right now, currently. I, I don't know. I don't know how it would make me feel. Uh, would it make you feel envious? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know because I've never. I've always been pretty happy with my accomplishments or my. Uh, sure. Like I'm. I, it humbles me, but I don't know. But I mean, I'm saying. I don't I'm telling you now. Like, yeah, yeah. Right like, now, like I'm I, trying to make you imagine. Like, let's say I right don't think now, it would change me, or I, I don't think I'd be envious. I, I don't think I have that uh, that trait. I've never. I personally never felt it. But I mean, when mm-hmm. someone wins the lottery, I don't know them, so I don't get to see how they're blowing their money. Well, let's say I fantasize. Let's about say winning. these. Let's say everyone won the lottery on this block because y- yes. Let's just say they went into a pool. <laughs> Absolutely, and they didn't include me. Yes. And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be more frustrated that they didn't include me. Well, I'd not, be jealous, well how about, I guess, how about, how about you? How about not that they didn't include you? How about you just didn't join? Oh, I would kill myself. <laughs> but you see, that's another character trait, though. If anyone asks me on any pool, I'm doing uh, well, it. Absolutely. Because I'm one of those guys. Right, I'm like, right, right. I don't want to be the guy that didn't join the pool. Right. And then they win. So, or, or how about just these two beside you won the lottery for they weren't in a pool they just won the lottery they both won they it. both won it just by chance and they're staying in their current and homes and they're staying and they're in their just, current homes seeing all the money being spent absolutely uh you know i don't know I, I really don't know because it's it's such a fantasy that i know it's not a reality and i'm 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 sure everyone has some little envy in them like you know it's we're human beings but i've never really truly experienced that in my lifetime mm. so I, I don't know I don't, I don't feel like i really have that in me because you know let's say i've dated women who had beautiful cars and beautiful homes and i never felt envious yeah yeah so i, I don't you know i met people who had better jobs and i'm like hey good for you i it's a great job but i wouldn't want it anyway i mean yeah. it's great pay but i don't want your job i so guess i can it's see a, it's a hard one for me yeah no i'm, tr- I'm trying to imagine it myself uh, and I, I don't know if i'd call it envy when i look at you know instagram accounts and I see these rich people, they're traveling, they're, sure. they're staying in nice places and they're, you know, they have their Instagram photos up that they're in this tropical island or they're driving their Lambos. And so I'm trying to think of those times where, yeah. how, because I'm not envious. I'm like, well, that's so, either they created that for themselves, which, right. you know, I'm not envious. I'm like, that's great. And if they could do it, I could do it. It's more motivating than anything for me. But I feel like if I was envious, I feel like I could just keep scrolling and, and yeah. it, I think it would consume me. You know, I, think, I, I think it is, it's obviously it's possible, but yeah. I think if I were a you know different person and my brain worked differently, I think it would consume me and, and, and be resentful to these people like these fuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I, I think even on the Instagram thing, there are times I see, you know, like uh, just the most gorgeous woman in the world. Like, and then, you know, you start thinking like, I can't believe some guy's dating you. Like what mm. a lucky bastard. Mm. And that maybe that's envy. Okay. And then a split second later I go, yeah, but you're probably the biggest piece of shit ever because you know you're super hot. You look super expensive. <laughs> I got to travel the world. I'd go broke dating you. And then you'd leave me for someone younger and hotter eventually anyway. So I'm like, I don't, that's why the envy kind of, I, I like, you know what I'm saying? There's no way I can provide. So instead of envy, it's anger. It becomes anger. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. And so within 30 seconds, I like my envy of, it's not the, the person or the woman. That's the yeah. guy that's probably dating her, but then cheating on her and this and they break up and he kills himself. Because, you know what I'm trying to 
saying like the whole you, scenario in your if head. you dated the hottest chick on the planet yeah like literally any you know and hot it's a subjective thing like sure. whatever you want on yeah. life yeah, yeah. it's almost like you wouldn't want to so because generally she's gonna leave you and then that's when you would want to kill yourself <laughs> like or you couldn't afford her right you know what i'm saying and yeah. because she she's better off without you uh and then could you imagine though you finally meet that girl yeah. and then a year into it you're so madly in love she leaves you and then what you know how, how would you feel well i mean now in my current state of mind any breakup from anyone i, I accept it Oh, so you're you're at the uh, stage of I'm acceptance. At that, I'm at that point where you don't even care. Well, yeah, basically, I but, don't care because because I, right. in my brain, there's no use trying to convince someone to try to love you. Sure, sure. I mean, that's totally pointless, right? So you would take it as if I spent a year with you. That's a great year of my life that I spent. Yeah. With the, okay, yeah, and that's yeah. a great attitude, and I, I think I'm almost there myself. Like, hey, we we had a fascinating, wonderful time. That's a chapter in our life, and have a good life. Yeah. And that's and move on. Right. That's an actual. You know, I've never been there, but I'm getting there now. Mm. And then and in the next fifty years of my life, because I realize we're just going to get old and die, and yeah. you know, life's too short, and you know, stuff like that. But uh, but when it comes to back to the envy you know my envy uh is a split second and then it turns into a, a wealth of other uh emotions, emotions. yeah 100 yeah. okay. man 100 so i'm envious for only a split second because first of all you know it's, it's a good it's, way of putting it but it's that fantasy lifestyle i'm envious of and it doesn't exist and mm -hmm. then i say you know well, it's, it's because it's a fantasy it does exist <laughs> sometimes I, it does exist i see but i don't believe that i don't believe the fantasy truly exists that's why we call it a fantasy no but the, the, are you saying these people some of these people aren't living those lives no 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 the lives are being lived the relationships last mm. a short period of time i don't think many of those celebrity look at look at the kardashians how many husbands have they all had already mm, and yeah. they're, they're billionaires so they can't keep a man why what what happened there? Well, but I like mean, any of them, though, like anyone that's super hot, super famous. Uh, how come uh, Angelina Jolie can't keep a husband? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, they're yeah, super yeah. famous, super hot, super sure, rich. Sure, sure. And they can't keep a man. What, what, what's up with that? Well, I mean, it because they're all crazy. It, <laughs> the bitches. It works both ways. I mean, but that's my point. Like Angelina Jolie was with Brad Pitt, right? She was with Billy Bob Thornton, too. Well, I, so that clearly I she has poor judgment. Well, that I don't understand. Exactly. But what, Brad Pitt, I do understand. But, 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 but well, I can't, you know, and, 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 and why, did, and right why did two good looking people break up? You know, because they're still human beings yeah. who still have the same issues as me and you when we're dating Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Just because they're rich, famous, good looking, they have the same, they're human beings. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee they both say, I can do better than you. <laughs> I mean, they're both rich and famous and good looking and young at the time. I don't, you know, but they, I, but that's what I'm saying though. I almost think so when I, but when I see Instagram and I'm like, this is the hottest chick I've ever seen in my life on mm -hmm. a photo, of course, mm -hmm. any man would be uh, fucking lucky mm -hmm. to just take her to dinner. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, six months later, they're separated because why? Either he can't tolerate her bullshit, which is probably the case, or she's so high maintenance that nobody wants to deal with her. Well, what if it's the other way around where it could happen? The guy, the guy is just because here's the thing with good looking people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, but explain well, to okay. me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but there's always that rich and famous is, is hard. Well, let's but. just say, yeah, rich and famous is, is probably harder because they have to kind of date their own league. That's a good way to put it. Their own so, being. So the the good looking people, because there's not because not everyone's good looking. Right. They have to choose from a pool that is good looking, and because they're both good looking, 
But they have more opportunities. They have it's more opportunities. Worse. That's the thing. See, two ugly people can't find anyone to cheat on, right. so they stay together. That's my point. Right. That's what, that's the extreme of my point. That's what I'm saying too. That's, once, but once you get someone who hits the lottery, suddenly they have a lot more opportunities, <laughs> right? But when right. you have two good-looking people, both parties, the man and the woman, are getting hit on, or they can hit on others. So, what are the chances that a good-looking man who spent his lifetime working out to get chicks finally gets a chick? He's not going to cheat on her. Bullshit. Right. 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 Just like a guy that says, "Oh, I, I win the lottery. Finally, every woman in a world wants to bang me for my money right. you're gonna say he's gonna stay faithful to an ugly chick right there's no way <laughs> there's no way there's no way <laughs> tune in guys or somebody I, we need to get start generating some emails because i want to hear people's feedback well there's that one uh think about there's it, a video i i saw one time this this girl that she was beautiful and she said she has a hard time dating because men uh, are afraid to approach her. They're intimidated to approach her. I, I, right. I do understand that, and uh, to a point. I mean, I do get that. Most men, when they see a hot, hot-looking chick, but they're they're generally saying she's already with somebody. She's intimidating because there's no way she's single. Right. right. The second part is she looks too damn expensive. You know, that's going to cost me a fortune. Right. If I fall in love with her and she leaves me, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> if I marry her, she's going to take me for everything I'm worth. So they'd rather have someone in their own league, and it doesn't mean that. She's way out of the league, but it's just more of, you know what, uh, or I'm already with somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to ruin a relationship for something so visual that I don't even have a connection with, but you would kill your own mother to sleep with her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? It's like, yeah. But yeah. I, I know all the, the the ins and outs of those because I, I just, you know, I guess I put a lot of thought in the last 50 years of my life, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it, man. Yeah, yeah. My specialty. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, but, you what, what's your, but yeah, I have uh, just human nature. Yeah. But think about it. If, if you were dating an ugly chick right now, which you shouldn't be in anyway, but let's just say you were and you hit the lottery. Now, you just met her six months ago. She's ugly. <laughs> Suddenly you hit the lottery. Well, are, are you now? Are so you not going to like. Obviously, if I'm if I'm if I'm not attracted to her because I think she's ugly, I'm not going to be dating her. OK, OK. But let's just say you're dating her. You're kind of like, eh, you know, she's all right. She's fun. She's nice. But are you are you going to stay faithful if you won the lottery or are you going to break up with her? Or do you enjoy the rest of your life with an ugly chick? Yeah, that, but it's, it wouldn't happen. That oh, wouldn't you wouldn't happen. even be with her? I wouldn't be with her. Because let's say, not, she, let's so, say you're so with her. You, let's so say you, you find say, her attractive. Okay, I find a person attractive. You win $500 million. Do you stay with her? Well, is the relationship good? I'm asking you. Well, if the relationship's good, of course. All right. And then you get married. You give her $250 million when it breaks up. <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, yeah, but that's not... I don't think... Well, like we were talking yeah, before, yeah. it doesn't work like that. But let's say what, you bought the ticket together. Well, then it doesn't matter. They, she's entitled to the same amount. I wonder what whether, whether or not you break up or not. Well, let's say she was just with you. You paid for the ticket, but she's with you when you bought it. I mean, I bet if you broke up with her the next day, that she would try to sue you to try to get some of that money. I think, I think money changes people. Well, yeah, I'll agree with that. But um, to go back to your question, if I'm dating someone, I don't think it should matter either way what happens to you. Or to her, I think it's the same thing the other way around. If she wins the lottery, now she's in my ass. Well, the thing is, but how how connected are you in the relationship? Right, exactly, exactly. Just me, or you together twenty years? So I I get that. So if she leaves you, or you leave her, the relationship wasn't that strong to begin with. Right. No, I get that. I I think uh, I think Bill Burr, great comedian. I think he had a bit about something about where men have never been trained to come into such success, whether finances being a, uh, an athlete or just hitting the lottery that we go buck wild. You know, I don't remember his bit word for word, but it was basically just saying people who basically criticize others are always these disgusting kind of human beings, you know, the older, they never had options in life with women, let's say. And they, you know, it's easy to criticize someone who's young, let's just say hits the lottery and goes crazy 
in a sense of dating multiple people or, you know, doing things mm-hmm. because we're not prepared to be, you know, millionaires, mm-hmm. you know, sure. you work in $9 an hour, suddenly you're worth more than, you know, most of the population. Right. And then because of that, women are throwing their coochie at you and we don't know how to say no. Right. And, you know, that's what I'm just saying. And I love that. He has a pretty funny bit. It's only about 30 seconds of, of sorts. I took it much longer because in my head, I understand <laughs> because again, like you could be a normal guy yeah. and you only have so much opportunities of sorts because you work, you, you live, yeah, yeah, sleep. Absolutely. No, but I, suddenly you're worth 500 million right. and pussy comes out of the woodwork and it's hard for a normal guy to say no. And it's it is a reality. Do you know what I mean? Though? It is absolutely a reality because I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. I see it all the time. But people weren't taught. Men weren't taught to say no. It's like you know, just picture a guy that's never had luck with any woman. He's a virgin. Let's say he's forty mm. and he hits a lottery. Right. That guy's gonna go buck wild. Right. Sure. And that's the guy that ODs at forty two because he's just partying. And, right. Right. You know. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I understand. But yeah, unfortunately, that's a, the reality of this world that we live yeah. in now is I see examples of it all the time. You know, there's this average looking guy, but he's got some hot wife or girlfriend beside him. They're doctors and lawyers. But because, <laughs> you know, and I see them both get out of a Corvette. Yeah, there you go. And and, I, and, I, and I instantly, I think she's with him because the money, the money. And, but I understand, I understand her point of view. She wants a, a lifestyle. She a wants lifestyle. a life, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't blame, I don't no, judge. I would do the exact same thing. Absolutely. I always thought I should have been a woman growing up. <laughs> Maybe I'd be like Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> you can still use it. It's not I'd too be late. One ugly chick. It's not too late, buddy. I like my goatee. I can't really be a woman with a goatee <laughs> and a beard. <laughs> oh, but, but uh, think about that. I mean, it's just amazing. But mm-hmm. for instance, if a woman won the lottery of five hundred million, you think she's going buck wild with uh, cash and dudes and partying? That's her whole lifestyle anyway. Right. But a guy gets but, 500 million. Right. Because it's she, way different because she can bang anybody she ever wanted anyway. Right. That's true. That's the difference. That is very true. A woman just puts it in the bank and just she's set for life. She doesn't need a guy. Right. But a man gets that kind of money and we determine our self-identity almost with a woman. Yeah. And so, right. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. you'd have a different woman every night and each one would be better than the one before. <laughs> Could you imagine? But I mean, like in uh, Saudi Arabia, these people, uh, Dubai, the, the rich oil, like the real money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, they, yeah. they got like 100 wives. Right. I bet they're all gorgeous. Yeah. Because to step in this room, you've got to be a, a, like not a 10 is a joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they have people handpick them. Handpick them. For them. And they're it's, all virgins. No it's doubt. like go. They don't even pick them themselves. Right. They have they have assistants. A pickers. And, and people. Yeah. They'll go to villages and hire. take the hottest chicks. Right. And then clean them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I'm just saying. But do you think women, if they win the lottery, that they're like men? They go buck wild at a strip club or they're yeah, no, snorting they're... coke off a guy's balls? Right, right. But I think guys go loco crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I would think so. More often than not. Absolutely. Then a woman would do it. Right. I wonder, like, you, I, 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 saw, I told you that one meme story. The guy, won, uh, he was a garbage man, won $15 million. And he partied. He blew all the money. He became a garbage man three yeah. years again. You know, he blew it all. But right. do you think if a woman won fifteen million, she would lose it all? And fi- her, most, her, most likely not. Her fifteen million would be forty five million because right. guys would <laughs> still be paying for everything. Yeah, if she's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, on to number twenty. You can become bitter or better as a result of your circumstances. Hmm. You so go first. What it says after, it says, your attitude is always up to you. No matter the circumstance, remind yourself that you have a choice. It's up to you to get the results you want. 
So anyway, back to the statement, you can become bitter or better as, as a result of your circumstance. Basically, that's kind of the same lines as you could be positive a about the the circ your circumstance or negative about your circumstance. I agree. It's it's uh, once again, I, I originally my first thought was it's uh, like in life it's going to throw a lot of shit at you. It's how you react to it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, somebody can cut you off in, in traffic and you run them off the road and ruin your life. You just kind of, you know, it's how you react to the bullshit. That's a good example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Though? Right, People like road rage is, it destroys lives. Right. And yet we all have it. And there are times I'm pretty sure every if you drove a vehicle at one point or another, you had road rage. <laughs> Am I wrong? Somebody. But it's yeah, how you so, actually yeah. like right. how far do you take that road rage? Unless you're the person creating the road rage. I've done that myself. I mean, I've done things <laughs> no, but by regu accident regularly. I, but like, I didn't see like somebody. If it's an old lady, yeah, if it's an old lady that's just always slow. And so she's oh, never yeah, she's yeah. never she'll probably never experience road rage because right. she's the one creating it yes 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 um, and she thinks the world has gone mad basically yeah. <laughs> it's but babe it's babe you know what i'm saying babe. but it's like ah you're crazy you can't drive her the shit right um so this one that says you can become bitter or better as a result of your circumstances uh i kind of interpret that also as a certain like let's say you're just struggling you know you're in a bad job you're in a bad relationship so that's your circumstance you can either, either be bitter about it and and just basically be negative and say God, the, you know, my life sucks. Right. I have this stupid job. I have this stupid partner. Or you can become better. Right. You, you can start to go to school. You can train online. You sure. can try to get out of the relationship, try to find right. someone else. Well, you, you, you try to become better right. instead of just being sitting there doing nothing and being Absolutely. bitter about it. Absolutely. I agree on that. I mean, nobody should be... There, there's always options in life. I mean, you have other jobs, right. other women. No matter how long it takes, I think... Right. You know, even with people that, that think, oh, I'm in a situation where I can't do anything because... I have no money. I have no help, but I have to stay in this abusive relationship because that's how I have to live. That's pretty I, common. I bet. I believe I, it's, I'm sure it is very common because they don't have options on other right. sorts, but know, I think they want a man to take care of them. I, well, not, not because they want it. Yeah. It's because I think they have to, but yes. I think eventually but they can better. Themselves. They need, yeah. Eventually they can start working huh. towards getting out of that relationship. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I never want to be in a relationship like that. Can you imagine? Well, yeah, of course. It sucks for women. No one wants to be like that in the relationship. It's most women, right? Like they're probably being abused and they just feel like they can't leave. Yeah. And the guy just keeps abusing them. Right. Verbally, emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever the case is. Yeah. And then they're just stuck and they're like, well, I mean, yeah. it sucks, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, psh, crazy. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it. Well, yeah. It's, like, it I'm so sorry for It them. is a crazy life. But once they have kids and they feel like, eh, but they, they need to get out even quicker because the kid right, right, right. is. It's going to affect the kid's life. Yes. Yes. Because, right. you know, if you're not in a loving home, right. you know, seriously. Yeah, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. Yeah, Man, what a downer. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the next one's up. Let's pep on. A pep talk. Okay, here it is. Twenty-one. Those who seldom make mistakes seldom stumble upon new innovation. Those who seldom make mistakes stumble upon new seldom. Innovation. Those seldom. who seldom make mistakes. Because we all stumble. make mistakes. Well, but seldom. Okay. Yeah. So those who seldom make mistakes seldom stumble upon new innovation. So basically, what it's saying is they seldom create new ideas because they're not doing enough. So you think making more mistakes is better to have better success almost? Like yes. the more you try, the more mistakes you make, but you continue, right. you'll you'll eventually become successful? Yes. But you seldom make mistakes. You're seldom really becoming, because correcting those other things. It, and because you're Makes not sense. making mistakes, because you're not even you're learning. Right. No, because you're not even doing anything. So you're right. seldom making mistakes. Right. It's like the person. Is, uh, the master has made more mistakes than the beginner has ever. Remember? You ever hear that one? Uh, that's a good one. It's a very good one. Yeah. Confucius say. <laughs> Oh, what's that one? Uh, Thomas Edison or whatever. Uh, the way he invented the light bulb or something. Basically, he had this book of 1,000 ways of how not to make a light bulb. 
Oh, because that's all the times he, those, he those, tried and right, didn't work. Right. His exactly. failures. He right. publishes Fail, failures. Right. Exactly. That's smart. But then out of that came, I don't know, uh, something else. Because, right. because oh, other failures uh, created different right. things that work. Exactly. Nice. I like that. So as opposed I'm to. I'm going to create a book of all my failures. <laughs> maybe something will come out of it. <laughs> That'd be something. There you go. Actually. I like that. That actually, would be a funny book right there in a nutshell. We have ideas that people are going to do. But you know, actually, picture all the failures. Absolutely. And it really meant nothing. It's just something you tried and right. you failed. But right. it's just published a book on you it. Just publish, well, that's actually a useful thing to know. Like yeah, other so people, someone doesn't do the other same. Other people's mistakes right. is your. Well, it's knowledge. Right, is your knowledge. And you don't want to follow, you don't want to take the same steps as someone else because the same thing is going to get the same results, right? Right. I mean, basically they, they say, right, that what is that? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over, over and over again, again, expecting different results. Right. You're going to get the same result. And that's why these books, that could be very handy. That's but we should create a book. I know I'm telling the world, but create a book of all the shit we've ever tried, you know, individually, yeah, yeah. whatever, the talks, and it yeah. didn't work. But just for a funny book. Sure. I think that'd be great. I think it's already done. No, but it, it's our experiences. Okay. If you came up with 101 so things that we did, right, right. you know, that just failed. Sure. It's like, oh, yeah, I did, you know, but it would just be funny. Yeah. You know, don't do it like this because you'll cut your finger off and then you have a little picture of a nub. Well, you know what I'm trying right, to say? Right, like right, of, right. of stuff, you know, it'd be funny. Yeah. I like, like this, ideas. Or this podcast. Don't do it this way because <laughs> it's really bad. No. Don't. No. Well, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that that is a good idea actually. But it's just it's just I, you know, I think yeah. it's a good instead of so basically it's the opposite instead of listing of, your success and and I, these ideas yeah. just list your mistakes. Just a and funny your, your a funny book of failures. That's pretty to good. say what you were hoping to achieve, right. what you did, and you got the totally wrong result, and you move on. That would and event, it would be great if on the hundred and one it was a success, like because you never stopped trying something, mm. and it took a hundred failures to finally get one victory. It, and it's that book. It could be that book. It's that book. That, that there you go that you're buying <laughs> <laughs> for 1999 that's right that's how you know and, but again right yeah, I, mean, I think it's very cool because we both tried numerous things in life right it just didn't work and we failed and, and we failed that's why we're here there you go doing this podcast absolutely because we were failures <laughs> but but even i put a tablecloth out there's a reason behind the tablecloth. right 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 it's right. because something probably got scratched so i sure. learned from my mistakes there you know you what i mean but it could be a simple story that's created that you know why am i ocd right. i don't know i like shit in its place but Let's why do it there had to be a reason right because you can find one one day that's it you know what that's the reason actually today was one of those days where <laughs> i'm so glad i'm a hoarder because i needed this this clip right and i'm like i have to have one in my car because i was at the post office i was mailing something and so i needed a clip and the post office has nothing in it so i, I go to my car i dig through my car and sure enough there's this uh one of those binder was those tiny binder clips i, I yeah. had i had a binder clip on this thing i needed to mail yeah but i needed a smaller one for it to fit in the envelope and you had it and i'm like i have to it, my car has so much shit in it i have to have one and i go in my car and sure enough i found one i'm like amazing i'm, I'm so glad that i don't know where that came from but well, i got um, a story real quick What's crazy is I hoard as well. And about a year ago, I got rid of a lot of paperwork. And oh. just so happens this week I needed a <laughs> paper, paper. <laughs> from 2004. Uh-huh. And obviously, I don't have it anymore. And now it's a, a, a headache in my life. Right, right. And it only taught me one more thing. Like, this is why I don't throw shit out. Because the one time, right, now right. it's a hassle. And it had to do with a, a vehicle I bought in 2000. Recently traded it in to 2022. And I, it was paid off in about 2003, 2004. And uh, they they sent me the title at the time. Mm. But there's something called a release of lien mm. that 
I don't recall ever getting. And if I had it, I threw it away because it was from 2004 box. <laughs> right. I have a box for every year and I decided I'm going to make space. I'm going to cl- declutter my life. And now it's been the biggest fucking headache <laughs> in my life right now. Right, right. And I'm pissed because I spent a lifetime holding on to things. And then everyone would say, you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. Right. And I throw it away. And apparently I need it. Yeah. And now I went to the bank. I, I call. It's been so old that nobody either has files on it or records of it. And it's becoming a nightmare. Mm. It's one more thing in my life that, I, you know, that just weighs on your shoulders. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, more shit to deal with. But it's funny because I know I had it if they sent it to me, which they say they would have sent yeah, it. Sure. And I, I don't recall seeing it. I thought all you need was the title. So I, I put the title in a different kind of permanent record yeah, of, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, record keeping. But you and would think you can look that up. You would think. Somewhere, someplace. You would think. It's not as easy as you would think because it's almost pre-internet. Yeah. Internet came out like eight years prior and most things were done differently. And uh, there's no record of me with that loan yeah, because mm-hmm. now it's 18 years later. And most places uh, seem to uh, take away like seven to 10 years yeah. that they just kind of delete their folders. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I need a record of something. And it's been a challenge. Mm-hmm. But I, it took a while and I'm in the process. I should have some closure soon. But it's so frustrating yeah, yeah. because I had everything so set up. And I threw it all away. And I say to myself, and everyone would have said the same thing. What do you really need from 20 years ago? Right, right. Come on, dude, right? So, yeah, I do it. And just so happens, there's a document. Now, you would think, all right, you don't throw out anything that you currently own. Right. But I own a lot of stuff and receipts. And then, I don't know. But I thought the title was all you needed. Apparently not. They they want a release of lean. I thought that that's what the title was. Right. Apparently not. No? Yeah, so. That's interesting. I know. Once you you have the title... It's That's yours. the lien, right? It's a release. They, they give you the title. Obviously, if there's still a lien on it, they wouldn't have given you the title. It makes sense to me that way. <laughs> and that's why I kept the title and threw everything else out. Apparently, now huh. it's a headache. Okay. Well, it's crazy, right? That is crazy. What number are we on? We're on 22, but we are out of time. We will continue on the next episode. Yeah, of we will. Huh. Unfiltered, Unfiltered with D&G. Sweet. Catch Thanks. you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Here.